0: Hey, we're here from curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm
1: Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn why tweeting about negative feelings might make you feel better. You'll also learn the specific words you should use to get what you want with some help from a special guest, happiness expert, Stella Grisant.
0: Let's satisfy some curiosity on the award-winning Curiosity
1: Daily. New research suggests that tweeting about negative feelings might make you feel better. This study comes with some caveats, but hey. If the findings turn out to be true, then maybe you'll walk away with a new way to cut down on some bad feelings.
0: Yeah, so this study came up with findings by analyzing 75,000 Twitter accounts, and it processed their tweets using what's called a sentiment analysis tool— I used to work as a social media marketer and I worked with a lot of these tools. They analyze the language used in tweets and Facebook posts and other social media posts and brands will use them to kind of measure the sentiment around their brand. The limitation with these sentiment analysis tools is, of course, that language is always changing and the way people use language is always changing. But the study was based on previous psychological research, so it definitely has legs.
1: Right, so researchers were looking for accounts that tweeted straightforwardly about feelings. Stuff like, I feel really bad, or I'm feeling awesome. Tweets like this are what's called affect labeling. And previous psychological research suggests that it has a therapeutic effect, especially if the affect labeled is negative. Even just putting dark feelings into words seems to lessen those dark feelings. So the sentiment analysis tool the researchers used was called the Valence Aware Dictionary and Sentiment Reader, or Vader. (laughs) Exactly. And that rated the positivity or negativity of tweets. They found that affect labeling worked differently for positive emotions than it did for negative emotions. Negative affect labeling usually brewed for a long time. A tweet like, I feel really bad, usually came after a long string of tweets with negative Vader scores. Positive affect labeling, on the other hand, came on suddenly, with much less wind-up. The tweets themselves had different effects, too. Tweeting, I feel really bad, typically made people feel better, or at least the tweets that came after a straightforward expression of unhappiness like that had higher Vader scores. Tweeting, I feel amazing, on the other hand, had the opposite effect. In a way, though, these are both facets of the same phenomenon. Expressing or labeling an emotion tends to diffuse it and bring you, or at least your tweets, back to a neutral emotional state. But it's not clear if tweets are a good way to measure someone's genuine emotional state. People pretend to be happy on social media all the time. And even when we do express that we're sad, we do it in careful and curated ways. This study may really be evidence that people only tweet about their darkest emotions sporadically, so they don't seem like a drag. It's also unclear if affect labeling actually causes feelings to dissipate. It's more plausible with negative emotions. I mean, if people respond with a bunch of supportive messages, that could understandably make you feel better and put you in a better mood. But why would tweeting about joy deplete it? Instead, it might just lessen over time because that's what all feelings do. Still, the next time you're feeling rough, it might not hurt to tweet about it. Let us know if it helps.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by Purple Mattress.
1: Do you have a hard time falling asleep at night or staying asleep? If getting a good night's sleep is a struggle, then you've got to try a Purple Mattress.
0: The Purple Mattress is made of a brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It's not memory foam. The Purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool.
1: You can get a 100-night risk-free trial. And if you're not fully satisfied, then you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's also backed by a 10-year warranty, with free shipping and returns, 0% APR financing, and free in-home setup and old mattress removal.
0: You're going to love purple. And right now, Curiosity Daily listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text CURIOUS to 474747.
1: The only way to get this free pillow is to text CURIOUS to 474747. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S to 474747. Message and data rates may apply.
0: We give you plenty of life hacks and psychology tips, but today we're going to dig into the nitty gritty with some help from a special guest. Stella Grisant is a happiness expert and executive coach. And today she's back on our show to tell you what are the specific words you should use to get what you want.
2: So for this, I really like to reference nonviolent communication nonviolent communication was developed by Marshall Rosenberg. And it's a step-by-step guidance on how to have a conversation so that both parties feel like their needs are being met. And it basically assumes that We can all get our needs met if we just try to understand each other. And that's really what's missing from most conversations is we're not really willing to understand the other person. We just see things from our perspective. So if you have a willingness to understand and to empathize, you are much more likely to succeed in your ask. So the first thing that Marshall Rosenberg talks about is if something has bothered you and you need to speak up for yourself, you always want to start step one with stating the observation. An observation is a factual replay of what happened. There is no interpretation of the facts. So let's say your employee showed up late three times last week you wanna say, oh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, you showed up 20 minutes late, okay? So that's the opening. It's not like, hey, Bob, why are you always late? By saying always late, I'm creating a big generalization. And with that generalization, immediately Bob is going to go on the defensive. But if I'm sticking purely to very specific facts, it's much harder to go on the defensive because we can pretty much agree that, yeah, that did go down, even though Bob may not feel comfortable with it. Step two is to share your feelings about what happens. And your feelings are your personal response. Granted, if... Bob had a different manager. Maybe that manager wouldn't feel the same way you feel. So you've got to own your feelings. What happened for you when Bob was late three times last week? So in this case, I reference a feeling word. For example, it made me feel really anxious because that meant I had to do the status report and I wasn't ready for that. So step two is state the feeling. After you state the feeling, step three is to explain your underlying need. What is the value that's being violated by this person's behavior? What is it that you need in order to thrive? So in in this case, I would say I want dependability because I need to depend on my employees. Otherwise, it makes me really anxious, right? So I would say, hey, Bob, you were late three times last week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. It made me feel anxious because I wasn't ready to do the status report. I really need a sense of dependability so we can really make this team work. And finally, the final step is to make a very specific request. And this, notice I say request and not demand. So a request is an invitation to change one's behavior. And this is where you have to be very instructional, almost as if you're looking at furniture assembly instructions, like, hopefully good ones, that there's no room for interpretation. So the invitation for Bob would be, hey, if you know you're running late, send me a quick text. So this way I can start working on the status report. And please, let's just agree that you're going to start coming in at 9 a.m. every day. Is that reasonable? And so that way, Bob knows what to do. So often when we want people to change their behavior. We're not being specific enough. We just say, I just want you to be reliable. Well, I don't know what that means. Maybe Bob thinks he's very reliable and that being late by 10, 15 minutes isn't a big deal because he's always submitting his stuff on time. So when you go in for the ask, you want to follow those steps and go through these steps before you have the conversation because it will actually help you get clear on what is it that you really really want out of this conversation. Often the most difficult conversation we ever have to have is the one with ourselves. You know, it's easy for us to feel when something's wrong or when someone hasn't treated us well, but to really know what's really going on here for me and what would really help me flourish. That's actually the more difficult ask. And so by going through these steps in advance, it really helps you organize your thoughts and come from the most powerful, compassionate place you can.
0: If you want to find more great resources from Stella, then you should visit her website, workhappinessmethod.com. That's where you can find a free tool called the Vision Generator, which she updated last year. You can use that to get help asking the right questions to figure out what kind of person you want to be, which has been a theme in our previous conversations. We'll also put a link to Stella's website and other resources in today's show notes.
1: Before we wrap up, we want to give a special shout out to Dr. Mary Yancey, who gets an executive producer credit today for her generous support on Patreon. Thank you so much.
0: If you would like to learn more about how you can support Curiosity Daily, then visit patreon.com slash curiosity.com, all spelled out. We also just posted a poll on our page that you can take to tell us what you think of our new podcast logo. One more time, you can learn more at patreon.com slash curiosity.com.
1: Join us again tomorrow for the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer.
0: And I'm Cody Goff.
1: Stay curious.
0: On the Westwood One Podcast Network.